All right. Well, good evening. Uh, let's go to the Lord in a word of prayer, and then we will get started here. Father, we do thank you for this day. We thank you for um, your goodness to us. We thank you for your grace and your mercy in our lives. We pray that as we uh, look at Psalm 57, that you would encourage our hearts with the truth there, and that we would be strengthened in our relationship and our resolve to um, come before you in prayer and to seek to see that you are um, exalted um, among the nations. And in your name we pray. Amen. All right. So I'm going to pull up my screen and share it with you. I don't know why it's doing that. There we go. Okay. So I tried closing some of my programs, so hopefully it will at this point allow me to progress through progress through without me having to exit the program and stop sharing and then share it again. We'll see. So Psalm 57, I'm going to read through Psalm 57, and then I'm going to have you guys come back on. You can turn on your volume. Um, and interact a little bit with you as we discuss the psalm. But as, as we read through it, um, be thinking about key ideas, uh, key words, key phrases, things like that in the text, and take note of those because we're going to be talking about them as we work to develop an outline here, okay? So Psalm 57, to the chief musician set to do not destroy a mictum of David which he, when he fled from Saul into the cave. Be merciful to me, O God, be merciful to me, for my soul trusts in you, and in the shadow of your wings I will make my refuge until these calamities have passed by. I will cry out to the Lord Most High, to God who performs all things for me. He shall send from heaven and save me. He reproaches the one who would swallow me up, Selah. God shall send forth his mercy and his truth. My soul is among lions. I lie among the sons of men who are set on fire, whose teeth are spears and arrows are their tongues, a sharp sword. Be exalted, O God, above the heavens. Let your glory be above all the earth. They have prepared a net for my steps. My soul is bowed down. They have dug a pit before me. Into the midst of it, they themselves have fallen. Selah. My heart is steadfast, O God. My heart is steadfast. I will sing and give praise. Awake, my glory. Awake, lute and harp. I will awaken the dawn. I will praise you, O Lord, among the peoples. I will sing to you among the nations for your mercy reaches unto the heavens and your truth unto the clouds be exalted o god above the heavens let your glory be above all the earth all right so um as we as we look at that what are some of the key words or ideas that are repeated in the psalm so you can unmute yourself um and let me know what you see and we'll go from there he mentions his soul a lot, being in distress. Yeah, good. Okay. So you see him talking about his soul being in distress. And so uh, I think he uses the word soul three different times in the psalm. 
Mm-hmm. Good. What else? Amen. I'm sorry? Be exalted. He's exalting God. Okay, be exalted. So you see that in verse uh, 5, and then you also see it in verse 11. Be exalted, O God. That's the refrain, uh, what we might call the chorus of his um, of the song. Okay, good. Just yeah, good, good. Okay. So his mercy is picked up on a number of times in the psalm, at least three different times. You have it occur two times in verse one, um, at least once in verse three, and there might be another occurrence I'm not seeing right away. Good. What else? Trust, refuge, that type of thing with okay. God. Yeah, so we have trust, uh, I think at least two times. I'm going to pull up, because we have this, I'm going to pull up um, my my highlights and stuff in a little bit here. Anything else you're seeing right away? I will. I will? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Okay, so you see his, his response in verses 7 through 10. You have that a number of times, also in verse 2. Okay, good. Okay. All right, I'm going to stop sharing this screen, and I'm going to pull up another screen in a second here, okay? All right. Oops. That's for Sunday. Stop. <laughs> Sneak preview. I Next know. Ralph, this head's still blinding me. <laughs> there we go. This one's for. This one's for. Can you see that? Yeah, it's either see there. You can see all the highlights and stuff. Uh, yeah, I can. Okay, I'm assuming the rest of you can. So you have merciful here, you have merciful here, you have the references to God in green. In verse 3, you have th two references to the idea of sin. Uh, you have mercy once again in verse 3. You have truth in verse 3. Uh, you have the second occurrence of soul in verse 4. You have the first occurrence of be exalted above the heavens. Let your glory be above all the earth. You have the third occurrence of soul in verse 6. Uh, my heart is steadfast, steadfast. I will sing and give praise. Awake, awake, awaken. I will praise your mercy. Once again, there's the fourth occurrence of it. Um, and he wants it to be above the heavens and be exalted, okay? So those are the big, big ideas, key words that are uh, occurring in this screen, in in this passage. All right, let me go back to there and we can pick up from where we were, hopefully. Maybe not. It's going to make me exit. Kind of frustrating, but we'll get over it. All right, share. Okay. So uh, you see there a couple of the things that we've talked about, merciful, sinned, awake, exalted, okay? So those are some of the big ideas. So if we had to, if we had to uh, give a theme or a big idea for the psalm, what might we say is the theme or the big idea? The psalmist seems in great distress, but knows that um, his 
refuge, his trust, and his safety is found in God. Okay. All right. Anybody else have anything else they would like to contribute? Prayer for deliverance. Okay, a prayer for deliverance. Good. What else do we see? The answer is in God and not anything else. Okay, okay. The answer is in God and not anything else. Okay. All right. So um, I am to remain steadfast. This is this is what I came up with for a um, theme or big idea. I am to remain steadfast in God's covenant love and your pictures as he will be exalted through his work. Okay. I am to remain steadfast in God's covenant love as he will be exalted through his work. Okay. So that's the that's the big idea. I think that the the psalm really divides up into two different sections. Okay. And it froze again. So we're going to do this. I'm going to share the screen with you again, but I'm not going to go into PowerPoint because that's what causes that problem. And you'll just have to see all the big ideas all at once. And I'll try to make this a little bigger. You all see that? Read that well enough? Yep. Okay, good. So I'm going to move your pictures all over here so I can see my whole notes. All right, God is exalted when the righteous appeal to him for relief, okay? So he starts off in verse 1, and he's calling out for God's mercy in this situation. And he tells God that he's going to take refuge in him. He's the one who's the source of his help. And he's crying out to God. He's asking God for help. He's asking God to save him in verses 2 and 3. And so he's trusting God. He's seeking God's mercy. He's trusting that God is the source of his deliverance. Okay, And that's how you and I should respond. As, as we pursue to live righteous lives, as we pursue to be righteous individuals, we seek God's mercy. We seek God. We trust God's deliverance. In verse 4, you see that he's, he's really lamenting, and you kind of get a picture into what exactly is the problem, okay? Uh, the first part of the, the psalm kind of addresses it, to the chief musicians set to do not destroy a miktam of David when he fled from Saul into the cave, okay? So that already gives you a bunch of the um, background, okay? But in, in verse 4, my soul is among lions. Cannot okay, not lions. But these people are like them. I lie among the sons of men who are set on fire, whose teeth are spears and arrows, and their tongues a sharp sword. So it's it's not just simply that he's he's afraid for his physical life, but there's also a fear in the psalm about the use of words that they will approach him with. Okay, he then moves on and he says that the righteous maintain their objective. And so what is his objective? What is he wanting to see come true? What is he wanting to um, acknowledge or point people to throughout this psalm? And what he wants people to see is that God is exalted. Even in the midst of his laments, even in the midst of his hard times of this trial that he's going through, he wants God to act. But it's not so that God acts so that his life returns to normal and he's able to go back to work and... Um, He's able to get all the things that he wants to when he goes to the grocery store or anything like that. 
The reason why he wants God to act is so that God will be magnified, that God will be exalted, that people will look at the situation and they'll be like, what a great God, what an awesome God he serves, okay? And he's going to come back to that idea when we get to verse 11, but he's going to go now into his next, um, the next section of the psalm. And in this section, God is exalted when the righteous rejoice in his relief. So uh, the first section, you see God is exalted when the righteous appeal to him. They're asking him for relief. But God is not only exalted when you and I come to him and we're willing to say, we can't do this on our own. We need your help. God is also exalted when we rejoice in his help, when we rejoice in the relief that God provides. And so in the first section, he's really praying for something. He's asking God to work in his situation, to provide him help. He's trusting that God will do that. But then in the second section, he's looking back on, or he's meditating on what will happen when God has provided him with the help that he's, he's looking forward to, okay? So verse 6, they have prepared a net for my steps. My soul is bowed down, okay? They have dug a pit before me into the midst of it. They themselves have fallen, okay? So you see that he's, he's kind of going back and forth between um, what he's experiencing and the hardship of it, and then he goes back to, well, God's going to take care of the situation. God will vindicate the righteous. God will care for me. God will act. I will not be left in this lament state forever. God's going to act on my behalf. He's really picking up on that at the end of verse 6. In verses 7 through 10, uh, the righteous praise and proclaim God's love. And so he's, he's moving from uh, simply... Um, asking but he's actually meditating on the fact that god is a merciful god and so you're going to see the the idea of god's mercy picked up again that's that's where he began the psalm with one of you when we were talking about different main themes different ideas that we've seen throughout the psalm uh you pointed out mercy so in in verse one you have be merciful to me O god be merciful to me for my soul trusts in you and that really, that's the basis which, from which, that's the reason he can go to God in prayer, okay? And now he's going, to, he's going to exalt God. He's going to praise God. Why? Because God has demonstrated himself to be merciful. God has come to his help. And so my heart is steadfast, O God. So he's, he's praising God, and he's going to proclaim who God is. My heart is steadfast, O God. My heart is steadfast. I will sing and give praise. In verse 8, he's calling on his inward being, his, his whole self, that's what his glory is. Um, awake, my glory. Awake, lute and harp. I will awaken the dawn. I'm going to uh, freely and early, uh, joyfully arise to do this. What's he going to do when God answers, when God has provided him relief? He's going to praise the Lord among the peoples. Okay? And so it's not just simply that he's like, it's, it's not just a private praise session, okay? Where like, maybe you read God's word, um, and as you read God's word, you're meditating on God's word, and you're like, wow, God is this type of God. That is truly amazing. And maybe you think through in your head, you're like, wow, if God is such a great, faithful God, 
that's really reflected by some of the ideas, the words from the song, Great is Thy Faithfulness. And maybe you even hum through that song, but it's kind of done very internally, okay? And you're not necessarily verbalizing any of it. You're just reading, you're meditating on, and you're, that's praising God. But the result of his praise is that he's actually going to proclaim God's love. It's not simply, oh, I meditate on it for myself. I enjoy the fact that God is good, that God is merciful, that God has provided me with this relief. The end result goes further than that. The end result is that he's going to praise God in such a way that all the earth will hear, all the nations will hear. So he's going to praise God, the Lord, among the peoples. He's going to sing about God, sing to God among the nations. Why? Why is he doing this? It all goes back to the same idea that he talked about in verse 1. Why? For your mercy reaches unto the heavens and your truth unto the clouds. It says, you are merciful, your loving kindness is great. And your truth is great. And so you are deserving of me praising and proclaiming your goodness abroad. Okay. Then verse 11 once again comes back to that refrain. The righteous maintain their objective. God is exalted. Okay. Be exalted, O God, above the heavens. Let your glory be above all the earth. Okay. So God is exalted when the righteous uh, appeal to him for relief, and God is exalted when the righteous rejoice in the relief that he provides. Okay, those are the two uh, big ideas, I believe, from the psalm. Okay, so this is where it's sad, and I'm going to have to just um, ask you to unmute yourself without showing you the next slide and ask you what you think are um, some takeaways, applications, from the psalm? Well, Pastor, a, a big thing is that he's, he's um, singing amongst the nations. So it's not just for him to praise God, it's for everyone that is involved in everything to praise God because they will see. Because he's lifted up above the clouds, he's lifted up above the earth. Okay, good. Good. What else? Anybody else have other ideas? All right, I'm going to show you what I have. Okay, ask for God's deliverance. Okay, the psalmist very boldly goes before God and he's seeking and he's trusting that God will deliver. Okay, as you and I go through trials, um, whether they be very similar to the one that he's experiencing, where his life is being threatened by outsiders, and where uh, the the verbal language that unbelievers or uh, people who are believers who are not living as believers are using against him is very hurtful and causing him pain. And he goes to God and he asks God to deliver him from the situation. Um, but you also see that he does that with extreme trust in God, okay? He's not taking matters into his own hand. He's trusting that God is the one who will be the one who's able to deliver him from the situation, okay? Praise God for his covenant love, okay? So you see that idea, his response to God's deliverance, his response mm -hmm. to who God is, that God is a merciful God who has cared for him, is that he's going to praise God 
with the result that God's covenant love, God's mercy is proclaimed all over the world. Okay. Any other comments? All right, seeing no hands, I'm going to stop the recording.